to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as I learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Um, tonight I want to go into a message that I titled, drawing from Psalm 91, but I titled this Because of the Name. Because of the Name. Because of the Name of Jesus. I want to start with uh, Psalm 56, beginning from verse 8. God says in this word, You number my wanderings. Put my tears in your bottle. You number my wanderings everywhere you go. When you wander in your mind, that's wandering as well. <laughs> All of that. God numbers them, and then he puts your tears in, the bo- in his bottle, in his bottle. And he says, are they not in your book? Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know. Say with me, this I know. When I cry out to you, say with me, when I cry out to you, my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. You know that scripture. If God be for me, who can be against me? Every time you cry out to God, the enemy turns back. No matter what plans they have against your life, they have to turn back. And you need to know, and he he was clear here, this I know. That's exactly what's happening. Every time I'm calling on God, they're turning back. They are being defeated. They know to run now because I am calling on God. This I know because God is for me. In God, I will praise His Word. In the Lord, I will praise His Word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. In God, I have put my trust. First, the Word. Praise the, na- the Word of God. What God has spoken to us. He says, in God. So you are in God, praising His Word. The Word of God is a living being. God's Word is living. In the Lord, I will praise His Word. I, will, I have put my trust in God. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. There is no need to be afraid. What can man do to me? Let me say this. You said, what can man do to me? If man cannot hurt you, no devil can. That's just the truth. No demon can hurt you. You see, Satan seeks to walk through people. Through words that they speak. 
Because he has to have permission. You remember the scripture tells us before he could touch Job, he needed to be with the Father, right? Sometimes we give him permission by the things we say. He has no right into, especially for the believer, he has no right into our lives. He just doesn't have that. It's the right that we give him. He is being defeated. The Bible is clear about that. Not going to be defeated. Satan is already defeated. So when I put my trust in God, man cannot hurt you. The Satan certainly cannot hurt you. That's just the truth. There is a, a scripture that was a secret uh, in the Old Testament, something in the scripture that was a secret in the Old Testament. And the Bible tells us that even angels, they wanted to look into the, the things that we are experiencing now. And men of old, prophets of old, it wasn't revealed to them. In, in, in Proverbs 30 verse 4, it says, Who has ascended into heaven? You know who, right? And, or descended. Who has gathered the wind in his fist? That's an impossibility. Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established the ends of the earth? And then, this is the secret here. This was Old Testament. What is his name? What is his name? You, they may want to talk about this in the Old Testament. Don't tell you Jehovah. That's the name, right? But there's still a name that is hidden from them. What is his name? And then he goes, and what is his son's name? This was Old Testament. What is this, his son's name? And then he says, if you know. That was a secret then for them. It was divine secret. Because this name is the name of the word of God. This name holds everything together. From this name came the whole universe. The one who burned, you know, the wind. That's the name. And in the Old Testament, they didn't have that name. But today... We have that name, the name of Jesus. And everything that is done, he says, whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everything that we do is in that name. What is his name? You know, I'm still reading in, in John 17... Jesus was praying about the power of this name. Listen to what he says in John 17. He says, I have manifested your name. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me. I have manifested your name to the men you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. And they have kept your word. I read that scripture. How did he manifest the name? What does that really mean? Have you stopped to think? What does the name mean when he said, I have manifested your name? 
So everything that Jesus was doing was really manifesting the name. And that name was the name given to him by the Father. The name of Jesus. I manifested that name. They came to understand the power behind that name. I don't know if you know this. When you read scripture, sometimes we go through it and we're not thinking. It was clear to everyone, including those that were not part of them, the power of his name. The power in the name of Jesus. He manifested that name to them. And they held on to the name. I, I believe the name of Jesus is the name that we can take to fight every single battle that comes against our lives. He manifested the name. So every time you mention the name of Jesus, everything that the name stands for is manifested. The power and all of it is manifested in the name. The name of Jesus. Oppressed souls can mention that name and your oppression will lift. Because oppression and the name cannot be in the same place. It's like light and darkness cannot coexist. The power of his name. Jesus was clear. And this was a prayer to his father. I manifested the name you gave to me. The power of the name. He's called Savior. Do you need saving? Whatever you need saving from, that name is good for your saving. Amen. The name is good. I manifested that name. And it was clear to the people there was something about the name of Jesus. Even before he went to the cross, he had manifested the power of the name. You know why I know this? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Okay, it's just a joke. Now in Mark chapter 9, verse 38, he says, Now John answered him, saying, Teacher, We saw someone who does not follow us casting out a demon in your name. This was before he went to the cross. There was somebody among the crowd that realized he's doing it in the name. I'm going to try it. He wasn't following them. He was going to do his own thing. But I got it. I got his name. That's what it is. And look at us, believers. This man wasn't part of the twelve. I don't know how John found him. John said, I stopped him. Because he doesn't follow us. But he was using the name already. And the name was being used successfully. Even though he wasn't walking with Jesus from place to place. You have the name. And you are walking with Jesus. Demons will listen when you speak his name. That's what it is. He manifested the name to the point that even those that were not following him, they got it and they could use his name. And every time Jesus sent them out, he told them to use his name. So that was before uh, Mark chapter 16. They used the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to praise the word. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10 verse 17, It says, then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons 
are subject to us in your name. So they discovered the use of his name. And they could use his name against demonic forces. And you know the scripture, what the scripture tells us about the use of the name. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven. That's talking about the angels. Every time the name is mentioned, they should bow. Of those on the earth, that's talking about man, mankind. No matter who you are, when the name is mentioned, you should bow. And of those under the earth, those are demons and demonic forces, they also should bow. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It is always to the glory of God the Father. It's something I want to let you know about the power of his name. There is keeping power in that name. Keeping power. Preservation in the name of Jesus. Keeping power. You know, Jesus was about to leave the world. And you know, in in John chapter 17, that was his high, uh, high priestly prayer. And a lot of things he said there. But if you read that whole chapter, so many times, the name, the name came into play. The name came into play. Just like it says in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4. The name of his son, if you know. The power of that name. Jesus is saying this. It says in John 17, verse 11. Now I am no longer in the world. That's an amazing thing. He was in the world, but he's saying, I'm no longer in the world. It's everything in his mind completed. That's one thing that we need to learn. To speak the word, even if your mind tells you it's a lie. Jesus wasn't lying. He was still standing on the world, in the earth, right? On earth, right? And then he says, I'm no longer in, on the earth. And so Satan tells you, you can't say those words because it's not true. How do you feel? It's not how you feel. It's what the word says. Can I hear an amen? I am no longer because in his mind, everything is already accomplished. He was slain from the foundation of the world. As far as he was concerned, this is all taken care of. It's done. I'm no longer in the world. No longer. And it was going to be a reality to them. But for Jesus, it was already a reality. And so we speak that way when it comes to God's word. Amen? You speak that way when it comes to God's word. When God declares a thing, that's good. You take it and that's what it is. You speak it boldly and it's confirmed. Jesus says, I'm no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name. How are they going to be kept? 
through the name that was given to him. Keep through your name those whom you have given to me. What is Jesus saying? I'm no longer in the world. I'm leaving the world. When he leaves, there's going to be danger in the world for the believer. Those that you have given to me, you and I, there's danger in the world. The world is coming at us, and we can see that today. There's a lot of things going on in the church that, you know, in my early days as a Christian, it's hard. And I probably see this. There are Christians living together, having fornication, and it doesn't bother them. And the Bible says, and, and, and you know, one morning I was praying here, and it down, just in my spirit, this thing is widespread. I mean, in those days, just to have a thought of doing something like that it was horrifying for believers. For me, it was. It's constantly get behind me, Satan. And God, I believe, revealed that to me. It's not just around. It's all over the church. We are truly in the last days. The world is coming in. And there is only one keeping power. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. We must stay, stay pure. We'll come into that later. Because that's probably the only time Jesus, in this chapter, Jesus referred to his father praying. He said, Holy Father. Holy Father. So, what is he saying? Sin can sift believers. While he was here, he prayed. Remember? He prayed a lot for them. And all of that is in his name. That was what he came to do. Savior. Jesus. He prayed a lot for them. And if you doubt that, he told Peter. Peter had no idea Satan was trying to sift him as wheat. Peter had no idea. He was just having his own fun with Jesus gone. And Jesus said, look, Satan is seeking to sift you as wheat. He's asking for you. But Jesus said, I prayed for you. Who's going to pray for us? So Jesus is telling his father, the name, the name, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, that's what can keep us, preserve us. I'm no longer in the world. I'm coming to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. Because the world can separate us. You see, the world can bring divisions. I'm very big in our church these days about division. When you see an individual and we disagree, we disagree, you got trouble. Because it's never from God. God wants us to be united. You can work things out. We have to be united. When we allow the devil to come in, and he does the same thing in a home. Husband and wife always fighting and disagreeing. You've just opened the door. A home, a house divided against itself will not stand. Jesus made it clear. That's the principle. A kingdom divided against itself will not stand. Your house will not stand. So the, the battle is to stay in unity. And prayer in his name can make that happen for us. 
He made it clear to us. Look at what it says. Now I'm no longer in the world. But these are in the world. And I come to you. And then he used the word, Holy Father. And then told, that's the only time he addressed his father that way. The only time. In the whole of scripture. Jesus is addressing his father holy. That's saying, we have to be holy. We have to be separated. Holy Father, because I kept him in your name. I kept him. Not perfect, but separated. Holy, separated from the world. I don't want any part of the world in your lives. You gave them to me. I want them separated from the world. They can't have the culture of the world. We're different. We belong to him. I kept them. I kept them. He says, in your name. And at the name of Jesus, these things can be done. Keep them through your name, those whom you have given to me. And they, that they may be one as we are. And some, some uh, theologians, they believe Jesus was actually saying, through the name that you gave to me, make them one. Through the name that you gave to me, make them one. That's very important. While I was, in the, I was with them in the world, so while, that's what I'm saying, he's still there, but it's already wild. He's already gone. He's already, <laughs> it's an amazing thing. He was still standing with them, but praying with his father, this is eternity at play. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. How did he keep them? In the name that was given to him. In that name, those whom you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost. That's preservation. The name of Jesus. The power of his name. Everything that God does, that the Son may be glorified. That the Father, sorry, may be glorified in the Son. That's the power of his name. That particular name of Jesus the name is what preserves us. We haven't said this scripture here. Um, I don't know if I want to do this to Kathy. <laughs> but Proverbs, I mean, uh, Psalm 124, verse 8. Psalm Says, sorry, Kathy. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help is in the name of the Lord. And Proverbs 18, verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is what? A strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. No matter what the name, no matter what the enemy is throwing at you, you've got the name of Jesus. You've got the name of Jesus. You've got the blood of Jesus. 
I don't know how many stories I've read with Smith Wigglesworth going into a home and they don't know what to pray. They knelt down. I was just, just calling on the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. And then before long, the, the room is so hot. The bed is shaking as they mention the name. We're getting away from all of this. Everything is now cerebral. But there is power in the name. Things can change in the name. Miracles in the name of Jesus. We have to take that name. Change the world. That's the name that God has given. You know Peter said, there is no other name given among men. Remember that? No other name given to man. Whereby we can find freedom, salvation, blessings. There's no other name. It is in the name of Jesus. And if we take that name, we will have victory. Just mentioning the name over and over again. Notice, I used to think, the vain repetition. That just saying the same word. If it is vain, you're just saying it. That's different. But when you're saying it and meaning it from the heart, that's different. That's not vain repetition. There's repetition and there's vain repetition. Amen. You can say it over and over again over your house. Say it over your life. Amen. And the enemy recognizes that name means something to you. And no one can breach that name. There is no force on earth that can breach that name. That name will destroy cancer. We're just not patient enough. This, you say the name over a few minutes. It's, hey, pastor, I said it for uh, two minutes and nothing happened. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maybe you said it for those two minutes in unbelief. <laughs> oh, waiting. Uh, is this going to work? Let me try. Let me try. Let me try. This is not going to work that way. You say it. You mean it. You know what the name holds for your life. Every knee must bow. If it has a name, it must bow. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. All I have to do is identify the name. Cancer, bow. You got a name, bow. Financial difficulties, bow. If it has a name, it has to bow. I say the name. And fight my battle with the name. It's the name that God has given to us. And Proverbs 30 verse 4. Do you know the name? They didn't know it then. They wanted to know it. Those prophets wanted to know it. Now we've been given the name. And Jesus said, just go with my name. Pray for the sick. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Lay hands on the sick in my name. And Jesus said, they will recover. They will recover. There's no demon that I can cast out. I don't care whether he just came from the fires of hell. At the name of Jesus, they respect. The only trouble I have is sometimes the people in which, in uh, whom the demons live in, they still want the demon. That's the only problem. And I have to try to convince them, this thing is not good for you, okay? Divorce him. <laughs> Divorce him. And once they say, no, they're gone. That name is so powerful. Just inviting Jesus into your heart. 
and call into that situation and calling upon his name, it makes the difference. Angela and I, we were in Georgia and there was this lady that had much, I'd never seen anything like that. I thought I cast out so many demons in my life, you know, uh, deliverance ministry. But everyone was different with a different color. And the way they act. We were in Georgia and Angela was sleeping and Angela just visiting the first time he came to the U.S., right? And, and I came out of my room, it was this lady with multiple personality. I heard a little girl speaking in her home. There was no way there could be a little girl. I walked in and this grown woman, she had her, her legs up in the chair and she was talking with her hands up, like talking like a little girl, high-pitched voice. And I said, where did these people get them? a little girl? Maybe their granddaughter came. And I turned around. It was a grown woman. And my, my eyes went, oh my God, <laughs> what is going on here? And then I, I, I said, hmm, Angel, I need to see this. So I went to the room. I said, Angel, I don't want anybody to know. They introduced me. I said, uh, this is good luck. And she looked, your name is good luck. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what is this? And she, I said, yeah. She said, I like you. And I went, I like you too, but this is, this is different. And uh, as, soon as, I, she, as soon as I had opportunity, I split for the room. Angela will not wake up. And so I went back, and this time she was seated properly, her leg crossed, her gown up, and a different kind of voice. And she looked at me, and uh, they said to me, this is Celeste. And I said, I thought I just met Tanya. What's this? The same woman? And her voice was different. She said, well, she told me she likes you. I said, but it was you. I talked to you. And I'm thinking, God, what are you doing to me? I don't know. I, I don't understand this. And she said, well, I'm going to tell this lady uh, 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 um, what I was telling her, and she's going to come and see you the next day, and uh, we'll tell him that you're a good guy, you won't hurt. I just was listening. I had no clue. And I'm thinking to God, what is going on? The next day, I preached in the church. I came back, and as soon as I stepped out of the car, here was this lady. And, and, and she walked up to us, and, and she started talking to me, and every other word was a four-letter word. And this was smoking. The other lady didn't smoke, the one I met, the same person. And I'm thinking, she says, well, this person used one curse word and said to see you, that you are a good person and that you can help me. I hate men, she says. And I said to her, well, I played along and while in my head I'm saying, God, what are you doing to me? I don't understand this. And I said to, to, I said to her, I can't help you, but I know the one that can help you. I hate men. I said, this one, you don't want to hate him. This one is a good one. She says, really? I said, he'll die before he hurts you. The men always hurt me, she said. But cut the story short, we went in. I told her, do you want him to be your friend? She said, yes. And started laughing a little bit. Yes, I'd like him to be my friend. How she realized she didn't have to see him, I don't know. We got in and we were holding hands. That's the crust of this story. And I was praying with her to receive uh, her new friend. I couldn't say savior. So I said she was just friend. So we got to the place. We held hands. 
I think she was on my left. Angela was on my right. And um, so I got to the place where I said, now I want you to be. I never got those words out. And she yanked her hands off my hand and came right in my face. She's mine. Mine. You can't have her. And I said to her, just looking at her, it's just like God downloaded something to do. And I said to her, I don't want her. See this lady here? And she turned to Angela, turned back to me. I said, that's my wife. I don't want this woman. I said to her, but he, he's the one that is wanting her. And I said, and she told me with her own mouth that she wants him. So I leaned towards her and I said, so who are you? And instantly she fell to the floor. And this time I was mad. I was going to cast out all of those names. And they said, don't do that. I said, well, whatever it is. But the one that spoke to me, he's going to come out. She graduated from college. She graduated from college. The power of the name of Jesus. If we can breathe that name, we can be free. We really can be free. What we need to do, what we need to do is to respect and honor that name. Set your love on him. That's the key. Loving that name and loving him and respecting that name. By your words and by your actions. Not just for a few days. Let that be your life. Submit to that name. And love the name. That's love the person. You haven't seen Jesus, right? His name takes his place. When you say in the name of Jesus, is you are saying it in his stead. Right? You're saying it as if he is the one saying it. And so you have to honor the one who carries that name and love the name and the one who carries that name. And when the devil sees that, they will respect that. Not you. They will respect that. It's not me. We got nothing. We're just people. But they will respect that. He says, because, Psalm 91 verse 14, because he has set his love upon me. Have you set your love? I know you guys have tonight. We need to talk to the others that are outside. Amen. <laughs> because you have set, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. There are a lot of things that we need deliverance from. But you see, God can deliver us even before we cry out for deliverance. If we set our love on Him. Many times we don't know the things that are coming against us. And the Bible is very clear. We don't know what to pray for as we ought. But God knows all these things. If we set our love upon Him. He says, I will deliver Him. That means we are always in a place where we need deliverance. 
We deal with one trouble and another is coming in. But God can deliver us from all of our troubles according to the scriptures. It says, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Why? Because he has known my name. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Proverbs 30 verse 4, he says, what is his name? If you know. But when you know the name, God sets you on high because you just, you've known that name. I used to wonder, what does that mean, set you on high? That's above every problem that could come your way. That's what it is. No matter what the enemy shoots at you, he can bring you down. That's what it says. You're set way above all the troubles of life. Psalm 34 says that. He, you cry out to God and He delivers you from some of your troubles. No, all of your troubles. I will set Him on high because He has known my name. Now, a key thing is, when you know His name, you will call on His name. It's hard to know Jesus without going to Him. You're drawn. Once your eyes are open to Him, to who he is, his beauty, his compassion, his love. You cry out to him. When you see him as he is, you call on him. And you want to do something. You remember Paul? When Paul saw Jesus, he's been persecuted. He had been persecuting the church. But this day, he saw Jesus. And notice, there was no fear there. Read. There was no fear there. Paul wasn't afraid. He was knocked down. I'm sure he was perplexed. Didn't know what was happening. But then he saw, he saw who he was. And he asked, who are you? He used the word, Lord. Who are you? And Jesus told him, I am Jesus. The one you're persecuting. The next thing is, what do you want me to do? Right? He's ready to serve. It's just like Isaiah chapter 6. When you see the Lord, you want to serve. You want to call upon his name. I want to know what you want me to do. I want to know that. Because you know his name. He says, you shall call upon him. He shall call upon me. And, he will, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I like that. We need to recognize when things are difficult for your life, you are not alone. I said it on Sunday. He has become a family member. I will come, we will come and make our dwelling with you. We will come and make our home with you. That's what it says. That's John chapter 14. We, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit will come. And so when you are going through difficulty in your home and you love his name, he's part of it. And he has all the resources. To take care of whatever that need is. He has all the resources available. Everything. That's why I like Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. 
God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or even imagine. To him who is able to do above all of those things. I will be within him trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him. I, I've always latched on to that long life thing. It, it's so important. I know as we get older, uh, I see myself when I'm on the treadmill. You have to put your, the, your, the age on the, the treadmill. Even if tomorrow is my birthday, I'm still one year younger. <laughs> okay? You're laughing. You guys might be doing the same thing too. Okay? If you wish me happy birthday before my birthday, no, it's not yet. Uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow night. Okay? That's when it is. I'm still one year younger. But we pray for long life. Long life. God has promised to give us long life. And long life doesn't mean, in my mind, where you're sickly. Because sickly, that's not the way I want long life. Long life means God keeps you healthy. You are able to function. That's long life. But see, that's your reward for knowing His name. Nothing more. You just have to accept it. We have to believe it. If we believe these things, God will make it happen. Your body will respond to the word. Because you were created through his word in the first place. If you believe it, you are cleansed by the word that I've spoken to you. That word will transform you. Your body will respond to it. You start looking younger like Pastor Al, right? <laughs> yeah, he's doing <laughs> <laughs> you always go and you call upon him when you know God, when you know his name I'm going to read the scriptures and I'm going to try to close quickly call on me call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know there's things, it's just like with what I was saying, with dealing with that woman that, was, that had multiple personalities. I had never seen anything like it in my life. I didn't know what to do. All the time I was asking God, what's going on? What do I do? And I just answer her without thinking. And God was in it all along. I have no idea. It's always like that. There are no experts. You're constantly learning. Because God has so much to teach us. He'll show you greater mighty things. Then Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And said, That's nice. But notice what comes after that. Then, then, people forget this part. Just because he's given, going to give you a future, that's not to sit down and wait for the future. Then you will go, right? And call. If you want that, call. You will call upon him and he will deliver. You have to call, deliver. You know how the people that bring stuff to you by mail? They deliver to you, right? 
Well, call. And God will deliver. You have to call. I, I'm going to close here, you know, finally and another finally. <laughs> but uh, I noticed in both the lives of Peter and the life of Paul. Paul knew when it was time to go home. I fought a good fight. you remember that? He's ready to go. He knew when he was ready to go. There was a time Paul said, look, I'm in a straight. You know, I don't know what to choose. I want to go home. He says, to live is Christ. To die is gain. He says, I'm in a straight. I want to go home. That's far better. But you guys need me. And then he said, well, I'm going to stay around for a while. A man decides, he's, he's play, to, to us, how is he playing God? He can tell when he wants to die. Yeah, he knew. And then when the time came, he says, I finished. I fought a good fight. I'm now ready to go. And it, that happened to him. And you see the same thing in Second Peter chapter 1. Uh, Peter said the same thing. I know my time has come. Just like the Lord told me. John 21. My time has come. And I'm ready to go. That's what God satisfied you with long life. Until I'm ready to go, no, no car accident, no plane crash, no sickness, nothing, until I'm ready. I want you all to accept that. Because God said it. With long life, I will satisfy you. When you're satisfied and ready to go, whatever wants to come, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. But until then, no. I got work to do, and I don't have to be afraid of anything that's going to come and circumvent God's word and then take me away. No. Be it unto you according to your faith. And that's what I believe because that's what the word says. Please stand up with me tonight. Finish this. We've got his name, the name of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus and God does this all because of his name. And I want to thank you all for taking the time out with the rain tonight. I see these young people here tonight. Appreciate you guys coming even though it's uh, raining out there. That says you love God and in God's word. And the love of his word is what's important. God and his word are one and the same. There's ne- Please understand this. There's never a time that you sit before his word that something that you don't even know is happening inside of you and around you, around your world. That's the way it works. Because every time we come before him, the angels are here. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And they're not just sitting to watch what's going on. They are busy ministering, okay? Would you lift your hands up tonight and thank Him? You need ministry in your life. God has given His angels charge over your life to take care of you. To take care of you. To take care of you. And God Himself is taking care of you. I want you to know that He loves you. He has nothing against you. You are beautiful to Him. And He loves you dearly. Don't let Satan tell you otherwise. Tell yourself, God loves me. And I love God. 
You don't have to feel anything. Say it until you feel it. Say it until you feel it. Because that's the truth. He loves you dearly. He loves you dearly. And invite him into your life, into your business, into your family, into the things that confuses you the most. Invite Jesus into it. He is a living being. He is God and can change situations. He can do it in one night. He can do it in a week. Be patient. God can do it. And He's willing to do it. Father, we thank You for Your love. Thank You for Your grace upon our lives. We give You praise, O Lord our God. Thank You that by Your grace, we have accepted You as Lord and Savior of our soul. So we know that You dwell in us. And we dwell with You. And we have the power of Your name. We are indestructible in the name of Jesus. We hide in that strong tower the name of Jesus covered and shielded from every evil work that's out there in the world. Thank you, Lord. No one can pluck us out of your hand. The Father who gave us to you, he is greater than all. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.